This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host, bringing you the best in baseball and hockey action. Well, as it's August, not a lot of hockey, but there is an awful lot of baseball. And so I bring in our baseball co-host and betting expert, Jennifer Piacenti. You can follow her on Twitter at Jen Piacenti, P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. How's it going, Jen? Going well, Sean. Uh, you know, it's busy, busy season. We got football, we got baseball, and uh, we have day games today. But let's not forget, we still have a small slate tonight, and that's kind of my favorite way to play DFS. Yeah, right. When you when you narrow that slate, and it makes it easier for the DFS folks because uh, you don't have as wide a variety to pick from. But uh, I guess as, as a concept, right? Does it also make it a little harder to find a unique lineup, or does the fact that it's a smaller player pool to draw from make it better you know i kind of still like that it's a smaller player pool to draw from just it just narrows it down there's still four games there's still enough variety and it also has to do with contest selection you know in this case you want to put in a single entry lineup in a smaller contest it's certainly going to be good for cash games and remember some of these contests won't fill because people played all day so it's a great time to play Oh, that makes a lot of sense, too. And I also like the same things, the single entry ones. So uh, in case you're not one of those maniacs who wants to put in 500 different lineups (laughs) or something like that, you still have a chance to succeed. So we'll take a look at three of these games. Two of them are not exactly barn burners when it comes to the matchup, but that does not mean that there are not good opportunities for both DFS players and for betters. We'll start with tonight's game. The Padres on the road take on the worst team in baseball by a wide margin, a team that's just a, a mess. The Arizona Diamondbacks Padres, however, only 500 on the road this year. Yeah, only 500 on the road this year, but I still have no concerns about the Padres taking this home behind you, Darvish. You know, last time you, Darvish, faced these exact same D-backs it was just about a week ago. He went seven strong innings with 12 strikeouts that's pretty dominant if you ask me so I think they're going to have no problem getting to Taylor Widener I really like Manny Machado tonight he's uh, over on FanDuel he is I believe let me see 3,800 or 3,900 he's under 4,000 and I like that price you know he's batting 308 versus right-handed hitters with uh, 17 home runs on the season I also like a value play of Will Myers He's batting 270 with 10 homers on the season. He's only 2,600. You know, Arizona is a good park for home runs. So let's see what happens. Yeah, it really is. a. It's a great park for home runs, as a matter of fact, and especially because, well, the Diamondbacks are awful. I mean, this is a team yeah. that's 14 under uh, 500 at home. Uh, they're, they're not a good team by any stretch of the imagination, and they're facing a good team. I've got to be honest with you. I looked over these last few games, and yeah, the Diamondbacks actually have had a couple performances on the year, though they had a 10-1 win over the Padres, but that's a little bit fluky. Uh, On the whole, I think this this Padres team is so much better than the Diamondbacks that I'm not really even concerned about taking that one-and-a-half run line because I think this is going to be that kind of game. And so you get a little bit closer to that 50-50 as opposed to taking the money line, of course, which it's an awful deal, and you find them at a minus 240 or so, so it's not a good fit. But, yeah, these kind of games, it's it's one-sided enough in general. The pitching matchup fits well that that I even like the run line. So a good setup for the Padres and a good setup for any of those Padres players as well. And another option you could do is you could take a first five innings uh, minus yes. one and a half run line for plus 110 
which will give you even just a little bit better odds. And you can also take you Darvish for over seven and a half strikeouts for plus 120. So if you want some plus odds, uh, and you know, those are obviously always a little bit riskier, but if you want them, those are two fairly safe uh, bets for me. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that one up too, because one of the ones I, I like doing is those first five innings because mm-hmm. right we know that bullpens add a lot of variability to uh, these games and you don't necessarily know what it means but you have a pretty good idea in general predicting starting pitchers so if you like that type of situation you can do that in those first five innings type of bets and you feel like in this case darvish versus widener in the first five innings who's likely to have that lead look uh, the padres are a great fit there of course you know it's baseball any given day, 162 games, you never know. But I do like looking at a lot of those five-inning ones. I'm glad you brought that up. We'll head over to San Francisco, where the surprisingly good, still, Giants yeah. are finding themselves in a, uh, well, a great battle. Because they face not only the league's worst road team, but a potentially historically bad road team they're right on the cusp of setting the major league record for the worst percentage on the road ever. That's the Colorado Rockies. But... Despite the fact the Rockies are 12 under 500, Herman Marquez, their only all-star for Colorado, is 10 and 8 with a mm-hmm. 3.42. I think he might give them a puncher's chance. I think he does give them a puncher's chance. That being said, I'm still going San Francisco here. As you mentioned, Colorado's batting a league worst 211 on the road. San Francisco's batting 260 at home, which is top 10. So we already see that Colorado is 22 games behind San Francisco. Clearly, San Francisco's the better team. San Francisco is the winningest team in baseball. It's crazy to say this, right. but it's true. Um, but you are right. Marquez doesn't give up a lot of runs, and he specifically doesn't give up the home run, which is pretty amazing. And that should keep the run total low in this game. Um, I'm kind of looking at the under here. San Francisco, on the other hand, actually has the fifth most strikeouts on the season. So I'm also interested in the Herman Marquez strikeout prop. It's only over five and a half strikeouts at minus 145. Overall, though, I'm going to say I think the Giants do win this game. And if I'm trying to make plus money, I'm digging around. I'm looking at Giants and over five and a half total runs scored at plus 110. I think it's going to be a low scoring game, but I do think they'll get to at least six tonight. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a low scoring game when Colorado comes into town. This is where I'm recording from. So I've been watching them and they're uh, uh, abysmal on the road. It's amazing, actually, how bad they are. It's hard to believe they're that awful. But I do like that strikeout prop from Marquez. He has been really, really good, as you brought up. Not a guy that gives up the long ball. And and in a park, obviously, with that heavy air that it doesn't give up a lot either. So the under makes sense. If you want your sleeper, whether it's a player prop or someone that you want on your DFS, I will give you one of the Colorado Rockies. And it's probably not any of the ones you're expecting. That would be C.J. Crone, who's taken over the Rockies' first baseman. In his last five games, he has four home runs and 14 ribbies, along with four walks and only three strikeouts so he's on a remarkable run for a guy with power the overall season not all that impressive and of course with the Rockies on the road uh, not a guy where you're thinking he's going to do too much but if you needed one of those inexpensive guys where you need to fill out that DFS lineup or if you just have an RBI prop or a home run prop CJ Crone's been a, a pretty hot player of late he has. I have him on my fantasy baseball team. He was a great late pick. How could you not pick CJ Chrome when he has a home ballpark like uh, Coors, right? right? He does have the power. So it'll just be interesting to see if he can do it on the road. But I absolutely love CJ Chrome. I have him a little bit of him everywhere. 
And there you go. So the Rockies and the Giants, of course, opportunities there a little bit, even on both sides with a dominant Giants team. And you fully expect them to win tonight, despite the fact Marquez is on the mound. Well, we looked at the first two. Now we have the big game coming up, the Yankees and the White Sox, the Field of Dreams game. What does that mean for the opportunities there? Jen and I will break it all down in a moment. Welcome back to Sticks and Stacks. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. You can follow me if you'd like it on Twitter at S-D-R-O-T-A-R. You can follow Jennifer Piacenti at Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. This brings us to our last one. Now, we've looked at our first two matchups, and it's been good teams against really bad teams. Now we're talking about two good teams, even though in New York they have the Yankees at 12 games over 500 as if they're the worst team ever. But you have the White Sox hosting the Yankees, but you have it in Dyersville, Iowa, the Field of Dreams game. Obviously, we know nothing about the stadium that's just been constructed for this game tonight. That said, it's going to get a lot of attention. Two good teams. What are you looking at? Uh, You know, I'm still liking the Chicago White Sox here over the New York Yankees. You know, I'm even willing to take White Sox on the run line minus one and a half for plus 110. Here's the thing. The White Sox are a really, really, really good team. The Yankees are a good team, too, but they're trotting out Andrew Heaney, okay? Andrew Heaney has given up 10 hits and eight earned runs across his last two starts for the New York Yankees. I really don't like it, and Chicago hits lefties really well. So I actually really don't care where they're playing. I mean, I care. I think it's cool. Don't get me wrong. Field of Dreams, one of my favorite movies of all time. Not so much a baseball movie as a father-son movie, if you ask me, uh, which is why it's absolutely so touching and fantastic. And I love James Earl Jones on top of all of that. Uh, And yeah, of course, I'm going to watch this. But I think it's the White Sox here. I, I just don't see this being that close. Again, run differential, you know, is something I like to look at when I'm determining how, quote unquote, good a team is. Yankees are plus 16. Chicago White Sox are plus 129. And another thing, let's not forget, Yankees added power when they added, you know, Joey Gallo, but they also added another guy that likes to strike out. New York Yankees have the eighth highest strikeout rate since the all-star break. So uh, I'm also kind of digging on Lance Lynn over seven and a half strikeouts at plus 120. I know that's a really high number, but Lance Lynn's been really good this year. And uh, I just think it could happen tonight. If you want to go for plus money, this is not one of the safer bets. Yeah, Lynn, 130 strikeouts in 114 innings this year. He's been really good. The ERA at 2.04. That's why he's 10 and three. It's the whip at 1.05. He is having a tremendous year. And as you brought up with Andrew Heaney, 104 innings pitched this year, 21 homers allowed. You can do the math. That's about one every five innings. That is crazy. So I, I'm with you. This is another one of those games. And usually, you know, I, I, I like to, to stay away from it a bit. But the run line, yeah, I love it. I do think you're going to see some home runs tonight just because the park mm-hmm. itself is not very big. That's so I'd right. say any of those guys that, that you like with the homers, the guys with the power, your Abreus, your, your uh, judges, you know, Gallo, anybody who's got big power, uh, go ahead and throw them in there because tonight it's, it's expected to be pretty good. It's going to yeah. be warm, about 80 out there. It's only an 8,000 person stadium. So uh, I'm intrigued to see how it goes, but it will be an interesting, uh, probably a really entertaining matchup tonight out in, well, Iowa. Not yeah, the for, place we're expecting to watch baseball. Yeah. For your DFS play, uh, Jose Abreu, to me, is my favorite of all of them. Um, he specifically versus Heaney in 10 at-bats is slugging 1,200 with three home <laughs> runs. 
So I'm I'm thinking like, how are you not using Jose Abreu in all your lineups? Tim Anderson is really good uh, versus lefties this year. And a secret play that people still, I think people are starting to catch on because the pricing's catching up a little bit. But Andrew Vaughn is batting 316 with six homers versus left-handed pitchers. And he's only 3,000 on FanDuel. So you're right, you know, with those small dimensions in Iowa, we don't really know how the park is going to play. But I'm pretty sure uh, with Heaney on the mound that the White Sox are going to have a good night tonight at the ballpark. It does feel like it. So let's recap real quick. Go back to the Padres and the Diamondbacks. What particular, if you're picking one thing, what would you like? Let's see. Padres and Diamondbacks. Let's go with Padres minus one and a half in the first five innings. So it will be the run line at plus 110. Okay. Colorado visiting the San Francisco Giants. The surprising, as you pointed out, best team in baseball against the worst road team in baseball. I'm going to take the Giants to win in over five and a half total runs scored in this game at plus 110. All right. And then our final one, the Yankees and the White Sox. The White Sox at quote unquote home in this one and have a great pitching matchup that they're facing against. I'm just taking White Sox run line minus one and a half for plus 110. All right. We'll see. We're making those easy for the most part. We're looking at these matchups tonight. I'll give you a couple opportunities for DFS challenges for challenges there in both group and individual play. Also, of course, all the betting opportunities tonight. So that's what we do here at Sticks and Stacks. If you just listening for the first time, thank you for joining us. We'll do this a couple times a week, every week, and get you in touch with all the opportunities here. And, and like I said, both DFS and in betting. So we take a look at all of it. Uh, Jen Piacenti is the person you want to follow on Twitter. Again, it's Jen Piacenti, P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. My name is Sean Drotar. You can follow me if you'd like it. S-D-R-O-T-A-R. We'll do this again next week, Jen. Thanks for all the uh, insight and information. Absolutely. You know, we'll, we'll do, as you said, we'll do it again next week. Looking forward to it already. Good luck, have fun, and we'll catch you next time on Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.